Good morning, Jordan. I'm good. I am so glad you're good I like today. I elementary schools. You went to the elementary school today. Yep. You did win. such a yep. great job. Keep. What'd you teach them? I learned a stamps cards. You taught them how to stamp cards. Yeah. What I, else? I learned um, to take her back today. We took little bags. What'd they put in the bags? Stamped cards. We stamped cards. We did decal kits. Yep. And you taught them how to do one other thing. Yeah. You did. I went to Walmart. And then after we got done at the school, so she went to a local elementary school today, and we taught three special ed classes. Yeah, yeah. How to roll mm-hmm. shirts. I went to Walmart. Stamp cards. Yeah. And do decal kits. I went um, to Walmart. And then we went to Walmart. Yeah. What were we out of at the shirt shop? I had um, cream Dr. Pepper. Okay, well, okay. We were out of paper towels. So yeah. that was the point of stopping by Walmart. Yeah. But we found the strawberries and cream Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It was yummy. We don't know if it's yummy yet because we need to taste it at okay. lunch today. Okay, I will. It, I, I have high hopes for it. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be it's good? It's good. Okay. It will be yummy in my tummy. Oh, I hope so. Okay. So speaking of tummy, yeah. what are we going to have for lunch today? Um, we're having chilies for lunch. We are going to chilies. What are you going to get? Um, I, uh, I'm going to have cream Dr. Pepper. <laughs> okay. You're going to have strawberries and cream Dr. Pepper. Yeah. But what are you going to uh, get to eat? Fish fries and, um, hamburgers. Okay. What and you- ketchup. Okay. Delicious. And then that we're going to taste the strawberries okay. and cream Dr. Pepper. I- okay. But let's remind everybody one more time. Where did you go this morning? To uh, conference calls. We went to the elementary school. Elementary school. Elementary school. And you taught all these little kids how to do jobs. Yeah. You were very good. I have lots of shops with Ryan today. You, oh, okay. was Ryan at the shirt shop working? Yep, every single day. Every single day. He doesn't I come to on. Work. It's he, not today, it's on Sunday. He does okay? not come on Saturday. Ryan will be back on Friday, okay? He'll be back. Tomorrow and Friday. Key will be back Friday. That's what I was going to ask. Okay, so you work with Ryan and Key. Who else do you work with? Sarah. Yep. Sarah's in um, your conference call today. Sarah went with us to the elementary school. It's just a school day. Okay. What are you you recording right now? Headphones. You've got your headphones on. And then your... What do you... I like seeing Grandma and John. You like seeing Grandma and John? Yeah. But what are you recording right now? You're um, recording a podcast. A podcast. I like podcast at Grandma. Grandma's been on your podcast yeah. before. Yeah. I like John's at the podcast. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, what do you tell everybody? Have a good day. I'll see you next week. See you guys. Welcome to the Be Kind Everyone podcast. This is Ben. And I'm Jackie. Today, we are going to talk all about autism awareness and acceptance. April is Autism Awareness Month. Um, April 2nd is World Autism Day. And so my hopes for this podcast is to kind of share some stories from our life, some tips for both parents and the listener that is has no direct connection to someone with autism, but that hopefully it can help make the world a more inclusive place for individual autism. What's your plan? You got a good plan for today? My plan is your plan.
You got a great plan. So let's stick with your plan. I think that's a good idea. Okay. For those listening that might not know a whole lot about autism, the current rate of autism in the United States is one in 44. And to put that into perspective, in 1970, the rate of autism is one in 10,000. It was one in 10,000 in 1970. Today, it's one in 44. I was born in 1974. You love to say what year you were born. 75. <sighs> but that is a that's a dramatic yeah. growth yeah. within yeah. basically yeah. our lifetime. Well, they're going to argue, was it, is it the taking, what is it, what's it called? The actually, um, diagnosing it or is it, I mean, there's a lot of arguments right. to fro, but we're not going to get into that. That's not my point right. whatsoever. My point is with an increase of like that. And every couple of years it keeps going up. Mm -hmm. My point is if you don't currently have a loved one touched with autism or a close neighbor right. or a close friend, you soon will. Yeah, you will. And right. so the more everyone can understand mm -hmm. and the more everyone can show compassion and caring and friendship, the better off everyone is. So that's kind of my reason for it, for explaining those numbers, because the rate does just keep going up and up. And so more and more people have someone close to them that has someone with autism. Yeah. So mm -hmm. one of the, my main takeaways from this, this episode today is being a friend. And I want to share a story. It's a recent one from us about how important that can be. So Hudson's on a travel baseball team. Um, it pretty much takes up a lot of weekends of our life when you say that. Yeah, yeah, it does. And so he joined. But it's good weekends. Oh, I mean, we love it. And Jordan loves it. Mm -hmm. um, it's been mm -hmm. great. Yeah. But it is much more fun even this year than it was a year ago. He was new on the team. We didn't really know anybody. Yeah. And we're different. Our family is a different dynamic and makeup than sure. other families. Yeah. And everybody yeah. could argue yeah. each of that. But, sure. Sure. you sure. know, we have the older child. Jordan has autism. And so in the world of baseball, and I think probably a lot of travel competitive sports, you have after the game, families go together for dinner. And last year we didn't know anybody. And sometimes with Jordan, you just don't fully know how she's going to react in a situation. And you don't know the dynamic of who's sitting where. And it's just nerve wracking when you don't know people. And so last year we really shied away from going, but if we did, I think there was like a team opening party. Mm. You and Hudson, Hudson went. And I go, Jordan yeah. and I stayed home. Yeah. And so fast forward to this year and Saturday was their first game. It was an evening game. And so everybody was going to, well, a lot of families were going to go out to eat afterwards to Mexican restaurant. And so we went and the dynamic was the dad sat at one table, the mom sat at one table and the kids sat at one table. And before that would have made me panic because where does Jordan fit into that? Where does she sit? Does she sit in the kids group? Does she sit in the mom's group? So I just asked her, I said, where do you want to sit? And she wanted to sit with the moms and we now know everybody so well. Yeah. She knows everybody that yeah. it's so much more comfortable. Sure. And so we went and 
But I, I wasn't, I asked her what she wanted. I said, hey, I'm going to get shrimp tacos. Do you want to try that? She says yes. Yeah. And they bring them out and they look totally different than any taco she's ever eaten. And I was like, mm. oh gosh, that's good. I didn't that. see it, but they were um, regular tacos? She left, okay, so they were on corn tortillas, oh, but they okay. were like yeah. the flappy kind. They yeah. weren't the crunchy yeah. kind. Yeah. And um, they had like the grilled shrimp, they had a little coleslaw in there. Mm. And some, she likes both that. some, anyway, she loved them, okay. but she sat there and she actively listened to the, the moms talking <laughs> and she ate lots of chips. And one of the other moms that was sent right next to her went and stole some from the kids table. So of course, Jordan was just liking it more and more, but you know, my point of the whole thing is that it gets easier with practice. At least it has for us. I can't say that would be the case with everyone, but I think people, if you don't have a child with autism, you wouldn't ever even think of those things of what it takes to get to that point of being able to do something as simple as going out to eat, going out with those other families. Um, you know, so I posted about it this weekend and (laughs) One lady was like, do you ever cook? (laughs) (laughs) Not if I can help it. (laughs) Um, But so I did a video explaining what got us to that moment. And family after family after family said how hard things like that is for their family. And we had other people that said, look, I'm not directly touched by anybody with autism. What can I do to help Mm. in a situation like that? Great question. And so, you know, I... I was looking and reading the other things that people were writing and, you know, more than anything, you know, don't stare, don't, don't say anything negative. I get it. You went out to eat and you Mm -hmm. want to enjoy your dinner. Yeah. But if a child, and I say child, I mean your child. I mean, like Jordan's always going to be my child. But if there is someone really struggling at another table, I get it. It, it might ruin your dinner, but that's one dinner. Like, don't be a jerk. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's going to ruin one dinner. You've got a lot more dinners to go. You don't know what it took for that family to yeah. get to that point, to try. Yeah. And that's where I think your reaction in that situation could make make the difference as to whether or not that family tries again. Yeah. So for people a long, were like, long time. Yeah. what could I do to show support? And, you know, I think it could be hard in a situation like that to go up to the person and say, hey, I think you're doing a really great job. But if you could afford it, you could pay for that family's meal. Yeah. Um, but even if you can't afford that, you could send a note over mm-hmm. um, and just say, just note of encouragement I am so glad yeah. your family came here tonight. Yeah. Um, I, you know, something that when that family goes home feeling defeated, Mm -hmm. overwhelmed, never wanting to try again. Imagine the difference of receiving a note saying, you're doing a great job. I hope you try again versus you ruined my night, blah, blah, blah. It literally is a moment like that, that, that can really make or break someone keeping trying. And for that family in that moment, you leave there and you never, you don't want to do it again. Um, oh, yeah. it's right. hard. It's embarrassing. It's, yeah. If something happens, you, you don't, you literally do not want to do it again. And it will have, take a long yes. time to forget what happened, but yes, you have to as a absolutely. Yeah. Child. So then it goes to teaching children how to interact with individuals with autism, teaching disabilities. other children deal, yes. deal with, okay. um, 
I want to really talk on that some. And I think often in a society, we, we talk about teaching our kids about differences. And I do believe that's important. But what I have found through our journey with Jordan and social media and people learning about her is, yes, it's important to talk about the differences, but it is equally as important to talk about the similarities. Because if we only teach kids about differences, Mm -hmm. they don't know a way to connect. All they know is, well, you're different than me. But they don't know ways in which you're also similar. Mm -hmm. And so I, I go sometimes and do presentations at school and... So, you know, I'll talk about some of the things that you're instantly going to notice with Jordan is different. But then, you know, I'll have them all raise their hand and say, you know, raise your hand if you like Pepsi. Raise your hand if you like ice cream, Mm -hmm. if you like roller coasters. Mm -hmm. Jordan loves all of those things, too. And it is eye-opening for them, and it gets their mind wrapped around, oh, wow, like we also have a lot of things in common. And I will even tell parents, you know, you are always welcome to use our social vi- social media videos as talking mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. because when you watch a video with Jordan, you're instantly going to pick up on her voice being different. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so will a child. And so if we try to brush that off, like it's mm-hmm. not really happening, then they just were like, well, that doesn't make sense. I can tell she sounds different. And so use that voice, use that as a, as a moment of, okay, you can tell Jordan sounds different. And I often will ask her questions in a video. You could say, okay, now if I asked you that question, what would you say? Because like, for example, if we asked Hudson a question, he's going to elaborate much more so than Jordan would. And I think you can point that out you know, to your maybe. child. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, okay, that's true. That's true. Maybe. Or just like, uh, <laughs> if I asked Ben uh, a question, uh, he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, do the grunt and uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you then use those videos to point out, you know, how happy Jordan is, you know, the things that, how she talks about her iced coffee and her Pepsi mm-hmm. and things like that, it brings her back to the level in which kids understand. Mm-hmm. And it, there's even, we've had some college kids that we know have some classes that are even using some of the videos to show, show yes. future teachers what, yes. what they can do. To, yes. Um, I've had a few, I, I've, well, I remember one specifically, um, I think she's at Ole Miss right now. And she texted me and she was like, Oh my gosh, my teacher just brought up your all social media because she was saying what a great example it was. She goes, I just couldn't wait to say that I knew you guys. Um, uh, it was neat, but that's one of the reasons I, I share a lot of what mm-hmm. we do because I hope it, breaks down some of the stereotypes. It opens up talking. It opens up discussion to make it all a little less fearful, I guess. Um, Because I think the more kids can understand, the less scared they are. Well, it's so, adults too. I absolutely. Mean, you say yes. kids, adults are just as, if yes. not more, sometimes afraid than than a child is to deal with somebody else. A True. child's going to do a lot of staring. I think the adults are going to be more set back and just literally not knowing what to do. Um, and, and that's True. that's. And I don't know how do you get around that other than being more compassionate, I guess. But um. Um. So Sunday. <laughs> 
everything always goes back to baseball in our family, at least if it's on a weekend. Sunday, Hudson had a game. And oh my gosh, it was so cold. So cold. Um, I think you would... No, you hadn't. I don't know where you were. I don't know. Anyway, so we get there. One of the coaches was out, so I was part-time coaching. Sometimes, But the kids were still over there. Sometimes when we get there, Jordan and I come later, depending on yeah, where it is, where how it early. Is so how early we sometimes you yeah. go and we immediately go, we sit down on the bleachers. Other times we'll get there early yeah. and you wait around. True. And that is something that is difficult for Jordan. Mm. She wants to know the plan. She prefers to just get there, go sit take down. our seat yeah, watch the game. and watch the game. Mm-hmm. That didn't occur on Saturday, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's freezing cold. We get there, we have to wait around. And so she had her sunglasses on, but I could tell she had some tears. Well, a little ways over, there's a bench and it was empty. And I said, if you want to go sit over on that bench, you know, and collect yourself, just kind of Mm -hmm. think through things you can. So she did. And she's sitting over there by herself. And I didn't, I didn't think anything about it. And a few minutes later, I look over there and there's Hudson and several of his friends on the team. And they are all crowded on this bench. And Jordan is laughing and smiling Mm and... It was, it was amazing how they all just include her. Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't know if they even knew she was upset. They just saw her over there on the bench by herself and decided they would all go pile on and they're like laying on her. And it was just, it was a really neat moment. And I think I often say, I think people could learn a lot by a sibling, um, sure. you know, the way Absolutely. Hudson interacts with Jordan is very natural. It's we so, haven't, so true. We haven't had yeah. to teach him that he just gets it. And I love that his example is now setting an example for his friends. His mm-hmm. friends automatically include her because it's what he sees. Yeah. That's what they see him doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another example, it was that same day that night. Okay, so I should have getting ready to say that night we went to Rosati's. Of course, it leads back to the do I ever cook. Our <laughs> floors are being redone in our house. Oh my so gosh, we've yeah. been out of our house for a week. Well, if you listen to our co- couple weeks ago podcast, I mean, we talked about the one of the openings. Oh my gosh, the debacle of our floors yes. and the kitchens. Oh my gosh, so we're still not there, but we've we're been getting out close. of our house. Ha- our kitchen has all been taped up, so we haven't been able <sighs> to cook. ET phone um, home. Yes. So anyway, if some of the some of the families from the team were going to go to trivia night on Sunday nights. So we were like, well, we can't be in our kitchen yeah. anyway. We might as well go. So yeah. we went, which we've went a few times. So now that's becoming very familiar for Jordan. It's because they need my input on the oh, questions. Please. <laughs> I mean, I have to answer everything. I surely hope the freelancer <laughs> listen to this podcast because they're going to laugh out loud when they do. Um, oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, we go to trivia night. We've been a few times. It's the same families. It's, it's the baseball group again. And so we were, it was towards the end and a few of the kids were talking with Jordan and asking her questions. And so I was helping them. How, okay. Here's what you want to know. Here's how you could ask her. And then I would help her. I was just kind of going that facilitating back and forth because I loved that they had an interest and that they wanted to engage with her. And so somehow, like I, I told them, I said, okay, now I'm going to give you guys a pro tip here. What are they asking her? I mean, what do they, they, they want like, to know? Do you like Pepsi oh, okay. or do you, okay. like things they already knew about okay. her. Okay. But so then like any kids will do, okay, 
do you like me or do you like the person <laughs> yeah, standing right. back there? And so right, right. I was, Maddie was one of the little girls and she is so good with Jordan. I said, okay, Maddie, I'm going to give you a little tip here on questions like that. If Jordan doesn't have a strong opinion, she's going to say whatever you say last. last yeah. And so I said, you've got to put your name last. Well, then <laughs> they all started figuring yeah. that out and they loved it because then Jordan would say, she liked them the best, yeah, but then lost. they made the mistake of saying, okay, do you like, do you like Pepsi or do you like Maddie better? And she was like, I like Pepsi. I was like, no, no, no. You, uh, you, yeah. That's you a strong, that's a strong compete you there. You gotta stick back with the uh, things. Yeah. But my point was, I guess when early on in the years, I would have been very nervous in situations like that. I would have been scared that Jordan wasn't going to be able to answer the kids, that the kids would, you know, it, would, it just would get uncomfortable. And as Jordan's gotten older, as I've gotten older, I've gotten much more comfortable at helping kids get used to Jordan, mm -hmm. get familiar with her, get interacting with her. And the more that happens, the happier she is in situations and the better it makes but for you, the whole family. You, and, but the key is you've done a good job of facilitating that, I guess. What, maybe for parents that don't know or how to facilitate, what would you say to those parents to help them to facilitate that with young, I shouldn't say young kids, kid to kid? How would you facilitate, how would you, a parent, facilitate that? So I do think. Because you do a good job, but you do social media. But I media. haven't always. Yeah. I, I can remember okay. when Jordan was, I can't young. remember you not. That's I can remember when Jordan was young, way before we had Hudson, like she was probably five. She wasn't speaking and like going to the park, I would be so nervous because I was afraid other kids would be there. And I was afraid they would stare. I was afraid they would say something like what's What's Something. wrong? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we would, I would drive past a park to uh, make sure no one was there, there. Yeah. before I would decide to stop there. And it has taken years, I think, to get to the point I am now. But for me, I have found starting with kids you're close to. Like if you mm -hmm. have cousins, siblings, I, like we've yeah. never had to explain that to Hudson. He's always just gotten it. But like cousins, making sure your own siblings are very comfortable and, mm -hmm. but cousins, close friends. Mm -hmm. So like Hudson's friends, I've always let wanted them to ask any questions if they have it. Um, you know, if they're asking her a question and they're not understanding what she says back, I used to would have got nervous. Well, now I just say, oh, okay, wait, what are you wanting to know? Mm -hmm. And then I'll say it to Jordan in a way that she understands. She understand, right. And then they're picking up on how to say it next time. Um, but I think it's the me getting comfortable that was right. the most Because Jordan's not uncomfortable. Jordan's not uncomfortable. And honestly... Don't think the kids. I don't think the kid probably is either. Right. But the more the kid understands her and understands how to talk with her, the more it's going to continue on in the future. Yeah. Um, whereas if you don't help kind of facilitate that, the conversation breaks apart. Right. The kid doesn't know well, what to do. And I think that's the, that's, the, that's the important part is the facilitator and the... Yes. Instance. Yes. Okay. I've got a lot more notes. I got a lot more talking to do. <laughs> That's a shocker. <laughs> um, we are going to, we're, we're going to stop. We're going to wrap up today okay. because next week's going to be the beginning of April. So we can okay. continue on with this. So mm -hmm. 
for all of you listening, come back next week. I've got lots more stories. I know. Imagine that. Um, more tips. And we're just going to keep going along through April with all about autism awareness, autism, autism acceptance. I've got a huge treat coming up um, later in the month with Kate from Finding Cooper's Voice. Okay. She's going to be on with us. So keep listening. If you do not already follow us, you can find us on social media at Summer Shirt Project. If you'd like to buy a shirt and support, BeKindToEveryone.com. We think we have the best kind of shirts around. And be sure to tune in next week as we continue this conversation. Sounds good. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable. And we appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.